0: it has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally.
1: I would just say to anybody who's thinking about adopting a dog or a cat, just go for it. You will never look back. Hey, I'm Ryan Eggel, and I'm here with PETA and my dog, Jody. I'm a huge dog lover. We've always had a dog in our house since I was a little kid. My dog Jody's a rescue. I walked around the shelter and Jody just jumped up and was licking my hands and was like, we're friends, we're friends now, let's hang out. And since that day, we've been you know, pretty much inseparable. Dogs just become part of the family so quickly. They're in your family photos, they sleep with you at night. There's so many great dogs out there that need a home and just have so much love to give. It's really sad to neglect those dogs for a dog because it has the kind of coat you want or something. I understand people's desire to want sort of this perfect dog, but you're not going to be a rescue dog. They just have the biggest hearts in the world. For more information, please visit PETA.org.
0: And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner.
2: Hello there, and welcome to today's show. Gina Gardner and friends, and I've got a great show lined up for you today. I have my good friend, Yolanda Trevino, today. She's an amazing lady with an incredible story, which I'm sure is going to inspire you. She's an entrepreneur, an author and consultant, and owns several businesses in beauty, health, and wellness. She's created a Transformation Reset, a self-healing program to help trauma survivors of narcissistic abuse, domestic violence, and sexual assault to overcome PTSD, depression, anxiety, and suicide ideation. She uses a holistic approach in her program to in, transformative healing that helps survivors accelerate their results so they can reach emotional freedom and get on with their lives. Now, how on earth have you gone from, well, tell us your story because it's a really inspiring one.
3: Sure. Thanks for having me, first off. Oh, absolute pleasure. Here. Um, you know, it was a long journey of 20 years being dysregulated and tumultuous relationships with narcissists and it was difficult for me to identify that I was a victim of abuse because I grew up uh, dealing with a lot of childhood abuse through one of my siblings and it was you know regularly sort of dismissed and invalidated and, and so I just grew to accept it as I grew up and I ended up in my own relationships um, unbeknownst to me, you know, I sort of partnered with people that had similar dynamics. Outwardly, there wasn't anything that you could see between the men that seemed um, familiar, but you know, each of them had something that um, I gravitated towards that was really not healthy. So um, eventually, as I continued on with life, I was finding myself in a downward spiral and I couldn't quite figure out what was wrong. I didn't really know because I couldn't identify that I had been victimized. And a lot of times people correlate domestic violence with physical abuse. And although there were some of those elements, that's not really what the the main element was. It was a lot of emotional and psychological abuse. And that was difficult for me to overcome when you know you ask for help and you speak about things, unless you open up, you don't really know a, a, a professional can't help you if you can't even identify that you're a victim of something. so um, I found myself just dealing with a lot of back and forth completely imbalanced in my life, and I went through a pattern uh, of these tumultuous relationships over 20 years. so things got really dark before they got better, and um, I found myself in a situation with a man i had met at work and we ended up having a relationship after i was no longer working there and he was involved in a, a ring of fraud and i ended up getting ensnared in a lawsuit along with him and charged and convicted of a crime that i didn't commit and that that entire situation just upended my life and mm-hmm. i was i was very it was very hard for me to move forward from that and I didn't have a voice anymore. I was silenced. I was dealing with a lot of stress and anxiety from the day to day of what I was being put through with him. And when I tried to speak about it, I didn't get help, not from friends, not from family. Nobody believed me. They just looked at him and his charm and you know, his good natured manners in the face of other people as you know, that was who he was, and it wasn't. He wasn't this way behind closed doors, and I knew what was going on. I knew what he was putting me through. So, you know, it ended finally and I just could not seem to get my life put back together. I had dealt with financial distress. My career was gone, my financial, my finances were in ruins. Um, I was having a difficult time trying to, to make a life even as an artist and it was difficult for me to do because I had a nervous breakdown and I went to see a professional for help and inside of 20 minutes he had misdiagnosed me with severe mental disorder and i just accepted it as truth anytime i had um ever been angry growing up i was constantly told by one of my family members that i was bipolar that i you know i was mm-hmm. crazy and so when you hear things like that as a child or even a young adult from a loved one with consistency you tend to believe those things are true and so when this um medical professional had misdiagnosed me. I just took it to mean that that was truth. And I went on, uh, he was giving me a, a, a cocktail of meds and immediately my life changed. I, I, for the worst, <laughs> I became very vulnerable and um, not very cognitive and functioning. And so I, I couldn't see that about myself, but things got really, really dark. And I just, I kept trying to plug away at making my life better and nothing seemed to really work. I was heavily imbalanced. But um, I had been sexually assaulted in 2017. Goodness. And that was where, excuse me, that was a very life-changing event, obviously for anybody who's been a victim of sexual assault. And that was the catalyst that turned my life around unfortunately because of the circumstances i didn't feel i had a voice to stand up and talk and speak up for myself and so i ended up trying to commit suicide and i nearly died and i was unconscious alone for five days in my home but when i woke i realized that i had survived something that i should not have and i had made it my life's journey to be better and do better and live better and this is, that was where my, my health journey and my journey of healing and self-discovery started. So it's been five years now, and I've been able to, to completely turn my life around. And I, I used a series of different healing practices and tools and techniques to help myself do that. And this was not from a book that I'd read or any advice that I received, but I began instantly instantly feeling gravitated towards meditation, and I started doing that, and I had a profound experience the first time I did. I had went into this very um, transcendent state, and I immediately noticed this green light pulsating in my forehead, and I could feel this vibrational energy, this electrical current running through my body, but mainly from the neck to the hips area, and it was just a, a very profound life changing experience. I started recognizing that I had all the answers inside. I was holding this blueprint to all of my life's problems, and all of the answers were right here within me. When I started getting centered and and um, aligning with self, I recognized that I could self I could self heal. It was it was eye opening. I couldn't believe it and. Um, I would not have believed it if I heard somebody else speaking on it, if, if I hadn't lived through that experience myself, but I know that I, I'd survived um, all of these horrible things for a reason and that I have been put into place to help others.
2: It's an amazing story. And I'm sure there are many of our listeners who that resonates with, and it may be that they have experienced being in toxic relationships and um enduring abuse in the way that you've done or it just simply may be that they feel that they haven't a voice we're going to go for a short break now when we come back let's just uh, let's talk about how you can come back from the abyss and you know the ways in which we can all we have a choice we can actually uh, learn to make the most of these terrible experiences moving forward. So don't go away if you're listening. We're going to be back in just a minute.
1: ADT's command panel lets you control your secure smart home like lights, locks, thermostat, and arming and disarming the system and contacts 24/7 monitoring agents if tampered with. Use your panel to control your lights. You can dim smart lights even if your lamp doesn't come with a dimmer. This works for interior and exterior lights. Create automations and custom schedules to turn your smart light bulbs on and off. This is great for nighttime vacations or if you just want to mess with your brother. And it's backed by 24 7 monitoring from the most trusted name in security ADT.
0: What is it, Julia? Oh, why are you so excited, honey? Oh, oh Do you, do you want to use your talker? Oh. With Julia's autism, using a talker can help her find the words she wants to say.
3: My dog. Do oh, you want to do
0: something with Rose, Julia? Oh, Did you wanna play catch with Rose? Rose, 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 Rose. Oh. <laughs> I think Rose is excited to play catch too. <laughs> oh Julia, you show us so many different ways to talk together. <laughs> oh, and play. Good catch, Rose. <laughs> okay, give give Julia the ball. There you go. Okay, throw the ball, Julia.
3: Oh for Julia's family, early screening for autism made a lifetime of difference. Find out more at screenforautism.org. Okay,
0: Julie, there you go. Whoa, oh, another good throw. That's the way. Welcome back.
3: I'm
2: interested, and I'm sure it's going to be uh, the, the sort of information that will help our listeners deal with life. I mean, life is full of traumas and challenges. You know, one of the interesting things, I think, is that we are we are the common denominator that we take into every moment of every day. And when something happens to us once, we can sort of, that's a situation that perhaps is completely out of our control. But I think when there's a pattern, when one goes into relationship after relationship, which is difficult, toxic, abusive, It's very easy to see yourself as a victim and think, you know, poor me. But ultimately, what I believe is that one of the the things that's made the difference for you, for example, and for so many of my clients, is when they have recognized that actually they have the power to choose to do something different and in doing so, change their life. Mm -hmm. So, You've reached rock bottom. You've started to recognize that there are some things that help you. What were the things that you would say really made that fundamental difference for you?
3: So um, I hit rock bottom and I was just done completely with living that life. And I had made the promise and commitment to myself to heal. Okay, And what I initially did, and it sounds so small, but these small changes eventually take momentum and before you know it there are big profound changes that will happen so something as small as changing your eating plan actually really was very beneficial when I I focused on using food as medicine yeah I was in a a state of disarray I had I was suffering from a head injury a very significant head injury I'd had for lack of a better word a dent in my skull from uh the attempted uh, uh suicide attempt and i had i had to heal so the first thing that i did was um i i recognized no longer was i going to allow anything that had happened in my past to be a part of my present and where i was going i wasn't going to allow any of that to define me anymore because there's there's this um, feeling that overwhelms you of, of shame, regret, humiliation, and guilt, even when a lot of these things aren't yours, but you carry that into your life. And so it, it works its way into all these patterns and existences that are very negative for you. It's, I it go. it's
2: interesting, isn't it? Because what you, it's so easy to say those words, you know, I made a decision that I wasn't going to carry those forward. They're simple words, but actually for somebody who is not yet at that place where they've made that decision to take on board responsibility for who they are and what they do, making that shift, it's enormous, isn't it?
3: It is. It's enormous work to do. Um, The first thing that I think is important for a person to do is not not live like a victim, but recognize that you are one. Do that, at least start there, recognize that you are, and recognize that you have value in this world. You're unique, you have a place, you're alive, you have a place here, you have value to provide, not just to people, but to yourself. And you have a voice, you you, you are a being, a resilient being, you have an offering, you are destined to be here. It's recognizing that you, you are worth something, that you are enough, and it's hard, to to keep that positivity going, but it does start with thought. It does start with at least a thought that, you know, I'm worth something. Start there. You know, I don't want to live in this life anymore. What can I do? Well, you can start something as simple as, using food as medicine, changing the way that you eat, get rid of all of the processed food. We have no idea how uh, processed chemicals change the equilibrium of our body and our mind and, and how it affects us negatively. Also something very small but can provide profound impact is change the negative things that you watch and listen to. That turning me off all the fear mongering on the news. Uh, stop listening to music that has low vibrational frequency and keeps you down or ripped in the throes of grief and, and reminders of things that have happened with past relationships, let go of those songs, find yourself an upbeat playlist or something that sounds like, uh, sounds like water or nature scapes. Those have such a profound healing effect on the body. And it starts with just listening Um, also the things you have a choice here, you have choices, you're making these choices. So these are little tiny changes you can do for yourself while you are even in the throes of a tumultuous relationship what these things do is they start to take hold. It's conditioning. It starts to take hold in a positive effect. And now, believe it or not, it almost feels magical when one day you can open your eyes and you can see it in a different, you can see yourself in a different point of view. You're worth it. You're better than this. You don't need need this in in your life. You don't deserve this anymore.
2: Don't you think it's interesting that people often make the grand gesture, but because it's the grand gesture, they don't keep it up where these tiny, changes incrementally make a big difference Mm -hmm. you know one of the things that that people will uh, will probably get fed up with it on this show because I I I say it so often that everything we do is actually a choice Mm -hmm. How we think how we feel how we speak how we behave and even not choosing is actually a choice and it's often when we allow things to drift that the impact is most far-reaching. So you talk about using food as medicine. You know, I am I am so um, aware that we put, as a, as a human race, we put so much rubbish into our bodies.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, and if the label that sounds as if stuff has come out of the laboratory, don't touch it. That's the oh, easy yeah. rule of thumb, isn't it? Right as natural as you can make it and in doing so you can save yourself a lot of money and do your health so much good can't you
3: yes absolutely and i agree with you if you can't easily vocalize what you've just read on the package of your foods don't consume it it's not whole food it's not healthy food and um but you know i think what you've said also uh you have a choice. We do. And we sometimes are conditioned to believe that we don't, that, yes. you know, when you're involved in an in abusive relationship, it makes you feel like you don't even have a voice. So, you know, but these little changes, they're yours to make. You do have a choice. You can make these little shifts and, um, and you'll see that there are profound changes to be made, but also to um, getting to how it's hard to stay consistent or sometimes things fall by the wayside, even though you make all these efforts. Now there are ways to make things stick. For example, starting out small with the things that we just talked about. Those are small things. Okay. But you've got to stay consistent. It's the consistency that will cultivate the discipline. And so when you start to feel good inside, then the attainable next attainable step is something to just layer into your life. And so that's actually the crux of, um, the transformation reset, my program that I've designed to help trauma recovery survivors of narcissistic abuse, domestic violence. It's helping them to regulate their nervous system by layering, layering in attainable steps so that they are cultivating a discipline and stay motivated to keep moving forward because this is a life change that you need to make in order to stop these patterns of abuse.
2: And I think not only is it that the small steps consistently taken are so important because you are creating that habit. I mean, 90% of, of what people think, say, and do is habitual. It doesn't cross the conscious mind at all. And I think that, that, that under, underpinning what you're talking about is the people doing things mindfully, making wow. a conscious choice to do those things, which gives them a sense that they have control over their life, where there has been a sense that somebody else is controlling their life. Yes. And even though it may feel small, it's mighty in terms of its ongoing impact.
3: Absolutely. And, you know, that's the reward for self is that you have put into action those thoughts by doing these tiny but seem like you know um small steps that don't have that impact with you too and before you know it you looked back on your life and you said wow i've made profound changes and it felt effortless it felt like just living my life but all of these positive changes were put into motion and i don't look that way anymore i don't think or behave that way i don't i'm no longer even attracted to the old types. Those are the things that you begin to see for yourself when you begin healing. And it starts with those little steps, but it starts with the thoughts.
2: Absolutely. We're going to go for a short break and we're going to come back. And we're going to talk about um, how getting to the very bottom and recovering or surviving often is the trigger for a spiritual journey and for looking for a life purpose because I think that's a really interesting thing for us to explore. So don't go away, we'll be back very soon.
1: Meet Norm, he lives with anxiety, but with the help of this latest innovation from Be Normal, he can be normal, just like everyone else. With the swipe of a finger, you can project happiness, confidence, machismo. Why settle for being real when you can be normal? The normal Maker, new from Be Normal. This item doesn't really work because there's no such thing as normal. We're all different, what we like, how our brains work. In fact, one in five of us live with mental illness. Don't filter who you are. Start by talking to someone you trust. And remember, there is no normal.
0: Hi, I'm Ben Affleck. The only thing better than playing a hero in the movies is being a hero in real life. Like the 50,000 veterans who returned from Iraq and Afghanistan with devastating injuries. They are true heroes. And they're why I'm proud to support Paralyzed Veterans of America. They make sure veterans with spinal cord injuries get the care and support they need at no cost to them. To learn more, visit pva.org. That's
1: pva.org.
2: So let's talk about how when profound things happen, how that often opens us up to a spiritual journey, to a recognition that we have Uh, a purpose we've got you talk about legacy I think legacy is a really interesting one what do you want your legacy to be
3: you know I when I pass into the next realm of existence I want to make sure that people remember the work that I've done and helping others heal in mind body and spirit and that we are resilient beings, that we are self healers, that we have spiritual sovereignty and we have the capability to profoundly change our life and not look to others to control or to validate or to even love us, that all comes within. And that is the legacy that I wanna leave behind um, for other people to see The pathway that I have lit before them to be able to take the reins of their own healing journey and walk into their own spiritual sovereignty and the resiliency that you are inherently born with, but have been conditioned to not realize or remember.
2: It's really powerful, isn't it? Yes. One of the questions I often ask myself and I think about so often when I work with clients is... I wonder why it is that so many people only wake up and have that realization when they have really had either, for me, it was a a ski accident and I had to fall 200 feet down a mountain. Mm. Uh, You had to go through uh, years of, of narcissistic abuse. What is it that means that we have to, there has to be for so many people that, you know, crunch, before people actually come to realize and wake up.
3: Yeah, I believe because we are so resilient that we hold on to a lot. That's part of our makeup of of human body. We are capable of withstanding many elements, you know, fight and flight, survival mode. Um, It's built in for instinct. So we have a threshold that is, you know, profoundly large. And I do believe that, unfortunately, sometimes it does take um, a huge wake-up call. I don't think that it needs for a person to nearly find their life on. I don't believe that you need to get to that point. But there does need to be some sort of awareness that, you know, life is off-kilter. You're on a downward spiral. There has to be some something, and we're not blind to those things, but we have to be more uh, we have to be given more information to be aware to look for these things as being wrong and to listen to our intuition because our intuition is not going to steer us in the wrong direction. Um, we know in our gut our instincts, our gut instincts between right and wrong. So, I think, um, I think that's what it sometimes unfortunately takes is for you to reawaken the power within. Um, but you don't need to nearly get to a point of losing your life to make change. It starts with you. If you're not if you're not well, I, I mean, if you're in a low vibrational frequency in life and, you know, life is just one heap after another, taking you down, taking you down. I mean, those, those right there, they're wake-up calls. Those are wake-up calls for you. You don't have to nearly lose your life in order to change it around.
2: It's my profound hope that conversations like this will help people recognize the pattern long before it becomes desperate. Yes. And so that they can start that their path of taking charge of their lives in a really constructive way. Mm-hmm. Um, learn to love themselves, be their own best friend and use the criteria that they use with to measure other people's performance mm-hmm. for their own. Because so often people use much harsher criteria for themselves in terms of, do they measure up? Um, And I, you know, it's my belief that the the sort of work that we both do is about helping people have those wake up calls without falling down a mountain or without um, having to, to get to the stage where you're so desperate that you make the choice, you're going to take your own life. Right. But the other thing for me, I believe that legacy, that there's, you know, legacy is often talked about but when we die we're going to leave a legacy but i believe that we have the opportunity well we leave a living legacy in every word we speak and how and when we speak it or whether we speak yeah. it at all every action we take and how and when or if we take it at all now we're coming to the end of the show where can people find you uh,
3: they can go to www evolutionarybodysystem.com and if you would like to be a part of my upcoming transformation reset you can join my group it's a small group of 15 and you can book your discovery call it's free it's a 20 minute intro call for me to decide if what i offer is a good fit for you and, and get to know you so they can go online they can also phone call and leave a message um to schedule a call uh, a discovery call by dialing the. If you're out of the country, um, if you're in the UK, it's plus zero one 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 eight 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 four two 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 three zero four. In the states, it's just one eight 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 four two 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 three
2: zero four. So thanks so much for joining me. And I look forward to seeing you on the next show. Thanks
0: for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at Gina at genuinely-u.com.